Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and I want us to talk about how I messed up my synopsis so you don't. (laughs) We do the research as authors. I mean, we don't want to mess up. This is our career goal, our dream. I mean, sometimes, yes, we can be our own worst enemies, and we can stop ourselves. We can procrastinate. We can put our author dreams on hold. We can you know, not prioritize our writing time, but I did something just so ridiculous, and I just have to share it with you, because when, for me, when I mess up, like, a simple step, it's like, what was I thinking, and of course, I'm going to say it after the fact, um, so here's what happened to me when I submitted my synopsis to agencies, So in one of my previous podcasts, I talked with you guys about um, tips when you're doing the query letters. Just make sure you have your query, your synopsis ready uh, at the same time. Because if an agent sends you back a, I want to see more, or they may even ask for the synopsis up front, you don't have to stop your flow and then go back and start writing a synopsis and then jump back on. It'll just kind of break up. your thought processes and just kind of get you off track a little bit. So, as you know, I had my synopsis ready. Okay, well, just because it was ready and I had a system in place, it doesn't mean that it was good. So, I might say that it was an awful synopsis. I mean, I can be a tougher critic on myself. I will say it didn't meet the guidelines for what this agent asked for. And as you can suspect, when you go online and you start reading about this stuff, you're going to find 10,000 things that people tell you to do or not to do. Well, you're not going to read the you know, every single article in the industry, and you're not going to hit every single agent's preference. But I did find, after the fact, a really great article that I wish that I would have had prior to making my mess. So I'm going to link it in this podcast, but if you would type in um, Jane Friedman... I just happened to get lucky, and I found um, this website from Jane Friedman, and she has a blog, and on one of her blogs, um, that's one of the first ones on the left-hand side when you pull up the um, web address, you're going to see the synopsis blog that she has. That, That thing was spot on to what the agent asked me. So I'm not saying that this is the, you know, the best thing ever. I'm just telling you, this is what I learned based on this agent response, okay? So, I'm going to tell y'all what happened. I had this email from an agent who was very interested in my YA. And I love the way that they were very personal in their response back to me. Um, It was very encouraging. And they asked to see the full with a synopsis. So I sent it. And I was like, okay, these these people, you know, they're in the top. Because as you guys know, I, I already gave you the links to um, the top agents um, 
that I could find that, um, you know, that I felt confident about based on their track records. And so I felt so good. Like, you know, this is very positive. Okay. Then, a day later, I got another email. Now, the second email, y'all visualize me sitting at the dinner table with my family. All of us are sitting there, and we have a no electronics rule, but I do have my phone at the table. Um, and I get this little, you know how when you get your Gmail and it just kind of pops up and you see the front part in it, I could see where it says, this isn't a synopsis. Can you send me another one and rework this? That's just the like the kind of the start of the email, and I'm going like, "Oh my gosh, are you serious? Like, I messed up again. Like, what is wrong with me?" And so I did the complete Fight Club scenario. I couldn't eat anymore. I just lost my appetite. It was like boom. I was like, "Okay, I gotta get back to my computer." That's all I could think about. I tried my best to ignore it. I tried my best to make like I didn't see it. And still have conversation with my family. But my heart actually just kind of started hurt. I'm going to be honest. Because I was like, you know, I got one step closer. And then I got knocked back again. And it was because of something I did wrong. I, what was I doing? So as soon as dinner was over, I was like, bump the dishes. I'll do that mess later. And I ran to my computer and I started researching again, and I found the Jane Friedman article. But what I did find, I'm going to tell you, I opened up the email again, because as you know, like the email pop-ups, you don't see the whole thing. The agent was amazing. They actually sent me a sample of what they were looking for. Now, y'all, I'm telling you right now, model texts are the bomb. If you have never used model text, like if you're a teacher, you know the value of model text. And it's not just because Kelly Gallagher told me to do it in a book, uh, right like this, and I use it with my classes. It's just because it works. It's just phenomenal. If you could take a, a model text and look at it, it can help guide you in how to structure your own work. And it, it kind of takes away the fear. So there are many model texts online. So go out there, and I would suggest that you find a model text, have it beside you, and, and look at the patterns of how the synopsis is written. So um, I want to tell you that was like my GPS. And with the Jane, the Jane Friedman article, the blog that she wrote, she gave all these tips. I'm telling y'all, it was like a tick-off sheet compared to what that model text looked like. Because I, I'm a rubric-minded person anyway, because I'm a teacher, and I'm telling you, I could have I could have built a rubric from that article. I could have went back and I could have looked at the synopsis and just done a checkoff. So that's kind of what the process was in my mind now. I looked at mine, and I was completely red in the face. Like, I was embarrassed. I was like, oh my gosh, mine doesn't look anything like this. Mine did look like a mess. Um... And so I want to share with you what I learned. Um, the first thing, I didn't even know that the character names had to be caps. So when I first saw the synopsis um, 
sample. I said, they're caps. <laughs> I felt like an idiot. I went back and I capped everything. And, you know, that's that, that's that quick button drop down instead of lowercase, uppercase, all caps kind of thing. And I, I capped them. And so uh, I know it looks weird, but that's the way that it is. Um, okay, so I had research number two. I had research, and some said, don't give the ending away. So I didn't, and that was a mistake because this agent wanted the ending, and I said, okay, well, let me do what they say. I'm doing the ending. Uh, but one will say, don't give a spoiler. Number two will say, do it. And, you know, another one says, drop hints, but don't tell. I'm like, whatever. I told the ending. I did it. Um, number three. You aren't building the jacket cover to where you're wanting to um, hook a reader. You're telling the story to the agent. The synopsis is for their eyes. And so I kind of was still trying to do the whole query feel. We've put all these little questions in there. Don't do all that, please. That was wrong. And I was being Mr. Roboto. And so I had to really look at the way that I was using my voice in here. And I had to rework it a little bit. Here's what I did. I, I thought of myself right back at my dinner table. I had just had conversations at the table. Why not have a conversation with my agent? And because my agent is all the way um, in New York that's reading this thing, and I'm on my couch, uh, and we're not on the phone together, how else can I get my word across then just tell the story. So that's how I visualized it. I visualized that that fancy person was sitting right there with me. And I like I imagine them like nodding their head like when I got to an interesting point or giving me a smile when I talked about my supporting characters because I love my supporting characters. Um, and y'all, when I reread it after I did that, it was like a completely different piece of writing, and I felt so much better about it. And I'm not saying it's 100%. I know that. And thank God for editors, because people, none of us are going to be 100%. I don't care how good of a writer we are. There is an editor for a reason. Let's keep them in business, okay? We don't want them to lose their jobs, so let's help them out. Um, okay, so let's look at uh, something else. Number four I learned. I needed to include more about the character motivations. In my first paragraph of my synopsis, I didn't really do that. I didn't open it up to what was this character all about? What were they focused on? So I did that. I reworked that and kind of gave in, like, what was the character's mindset at the beginning? And then it could show the character development throughout. Number five. Now, something I did do, I did tell it kind of with the protagonist in mind. But I did throw in the supporting characters. I did list their names out because they have such a unique role in my novel. But be very cautious about that because you don't want to like include every single character in the whole entire book. Okay? Um, don't go through everybody's backstories. You know, just don't have time for that. That's the novel. 
because number six is the length. Okay, the sample was two pages that they sent me. If you go online, it'll say two to four pages. Well, I by the time I reworked everything, my two-page synopsis went to a three-page synopsis. I was okay with that because I was still in my mind between the two and the four. I wasn't like long drawn out, ten-page synopsis or some crazy mess. So um, I did get to three pages on it. Then I was like, is this too much? You know how we can second-guess everything that we do. Um, and I just couldn't live in that. I couldn't, like, wallow in it. If I stayed within it too much, I was going to start taking more things out or I was going to start adding more things that were probably irrelevant. So I stuck it with the three pages and just went with it. Um, now, number seven is unique to mine. It could be yours, too, because I'm a series writer in my mind. I am anyway. You don't say I am. It's in my mind. But this book is a part of a series, and I had some, like, little strands. I don't like to call them subplots. Um, so, I had my little strands in there. And I'm going to tell you guys, these little, these little strands, these little threads... I had to kind of put in there because of character motivation in the um, synopsis. But I did let the agent know that in book two, this strand would be tied up. This loose end would be fixed because it's not everything is not fixed in book one. And I know that. That was the point. You can't solve everything in book one or nobody's going to want to read book two. So I did have some cliffhanger moments in there. And I did have some characters that were going to be introduced so I did bring that up because it had a lot to do with character motivation um, and a plot, something that happened. So I had to put that in there. So those were my seven things that I learned. But I will tell you, the emotional roller coaster that we have in this world, it, it mirrors the writing life as well. Because I'm going to tell you what my emotions were. Okay, I got hopeful. And y'all know why I was hopeful. Because I got that really quick response from this agent who said, Oh, 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 seen it, seen it, seen it. I don't want the partial. I want the full. Give me the synopsis now, 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 now. So I was very hopeful. Then it turned to embarrassment. Then I actually felt ashamed. I was doing the shame, shame, shame on myself. Because I was like, you know, here I am, a teacher, a literate like a literacy coach people. I read all the time. I write. I, with my goals, these are my dreams. And I goofed. So I felt ashamed. And then I just checked myself and I was like, honey, you're not perfect. None of, the, none of us are perfect. Why are you ashamed about it? And you had somebody that offered you a helping hand. And so I recovered. Y'all can't, y'all, please don't get into that embarrassed, shame thing and kind of cycle yourself around. Because that is easy to do. So you got to recover. So if you make a mistake, recover. And I say recover quickly. Just reframe your thinking. Because once you do that, then you begin, then that's when you make your steps forward. And then I felt renewed. So my next emotions were renewed, and I had this energy and this focus to get the job done, to get out of the way that the industry was showing me what to do, that, you know, not just the article tips, but, but the sample, and, and my agent was calling out to me going, I must believe in this a little bit, or I wouldn't have sent you this attachment, right? 
So then I got extremely thankful. I was so thankful to the Lord for sending me this person to guide me. And even if they're not the right agent for me, I'm telling you kudos to that agent because they helped me out. They helped me make my synopsis so much better for the next person that might ask for my synopsis if they turn me down. Now, me, I'm praying that that agent's not going to turn me down, that they are going to uh, read the full and they're going to say yes. Um, but we'll wait and see. Um, but if they don't, I'm completely thankful because they were put in my life for a reason. And it might not have even been for me. It might have just been for you so you could learn from my mistakes. And if you look back at those emotions, hopeful, embarrassed, ashamed, recovered, renewed, thankful. It's pretty much the synopsis of my entire life, not just my writing life. <laughs> you know, I hope that my mess can really help someone out there that might have to be uh, upcoming with their synopsis. Some of you guys might be at that point, and I'm going to tell you right now, if you're not there and you're getting there or whenever your time comes, I want you to pull this podcast right back out. I want you to listen to the show because I do not want you to get intimidated. Not one little bit at that blank little that blank screen staring back at you and that little cursor blinking like it's mocking you because it's not. Don't overly stress about it. And you know it's better. If you don't procrastinate, put this thing off, you need to write the synopsis in that query as soon as you finish with that last sentence. But go ahead and research while you go and find you some great model text as outlines. Now that Jane Friedman article, to me, that was a standout with great tips. And the only reason why I'm recommending it is because I had the sample and I could take that and I could check it back and it was exactly what that agent wanted. So her tips mirrored that. So I felt like that helped me through my process. And so I was much more prepared. So maybe that will work for you too. You know, I liken this life to my favorite sport. Y'all know I love UFC. But, I I mean, I get knocked down on that synopsis round. But I had someone in my corner that offered me an encouraging word. Exactly what I needed to hear. You know, it was like I was watching the UFC fight, and that dude got his ribs broken, and y'all, he didn't give up. He just kept in there pounding, and that dude won. And I'm telling you right now, we got to keep pounding out this stuff because we're going to constantly learn. What happened with me is, is I got some new knowledge. And with that new knowledge and with that new information, I had to step back, rework my game plan, and then I have to say, i got to help somebody else out. So I'm like cycling it back out there. Guys, we need to build off of each other. We need to help each other. As writers, we should be the most supportive, nurturing, and caring individuals out there. I hope y'all know that when I go to a library, I do go to where my book is. Y'all, I've told y'all that. I told y'all to snap in a bookstore a long time ago. I ain't no joke about that. I do that mess every time. And I look for those L's and I put my name there. But I'm going to tell you, 
there's room for you too and I know that that bookstore's not just for me and I am so excited to know that you're along with me for this ride and that your book is going to get published because I want to read it I want my kids to read it I want my students in my school to read it and let's never forget who we're doing that for we're doing it all for, for our readers let's like join forces together and that's motivation enough for me to get over some of my most embarrassing moments and share them with you instead of hiding them. Because it's easy for us just to hide our mistakes, covered up. But I'm going to tell you what, it's better if we share them so that all of us can grow in this together. Because we're moving forward, y'all. We ain't going back in this right life. We're on this thing together. We're going forward. So let's keep doing it together. I would like us to pray together a Bible verse found in Luke six thirty one. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Dear Heavenly Father, I ask you, Lord, that as a writing community, that we come together, God, and we help each other, we encourage each other, we share our stories. God, help us to learn from one another. Put people in our path that are going to mentor us, that are going to just encourage us, that are going to teach us, because we don't know everything, God. Thank you, Lord, for putting those people in our path to help us and guide us. You know to the desires of our heart. Thank you, God, for all that you've done for us so far and that you are going to continue to do so that our work can get out there in the hands of others to inspire, to engage, to entertain. God, we ask you this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So write something inspiring today and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. Have a blessed day.